0: Out crew
1: James L
0: Brad Stanton
1: Coach Rosie. Adam from bill Mike Whitaker,
0: Devin Dowling,
1: The Kickout Crew Podcast. Available on all major podcast platforms, and watch videos exclusively on YouTube. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kickout Crew, episode 19. And uh, I'm James Elacora, I want to welcome you to the show. Uh, Excellent feedback on a previous episode. Appreciate all of the uh, Twitter shoutouts and uh, watching on YouTube and listening to the podcast. And hey, if you like our show, you know, be a friend and tell a friend. We're always looking for you know to expand the audience, as they say. But uh, that's enough about my bullshit. Uh, you know,
2: Brad, take it away. So last year at this time, uh, so you know, everybody knows. With the time you hear this, three of the six of us uh, will already be at Top Guy Weekend. The other three will be coming, uh, including me, will be coming tomorrow. So you'll be getting this Thursday, uh,
0: and then Friday we'll be there. So I, I get there I'll- Wednesday.
2: Oh, look at this. But you're not going to see anybody <laughs>
0: until Friday. I'll be right? well, Thursday. No, th- Thursday. I, I'm going to hang out with my friend over on the west side of Chicago and then head over to uh, dinner with some of my Wolfpack brothers and then head to the oh, hotel. Yeah. I'll be at the hotel.
2: Speaking of clicks,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> right. The Wolfpack is back, causing mass destruction. That's right, Wolfpack.
2: <laughs> so uh, if you look at uh, – we looked at some of the pictures from last, last year, and a couple of guys, one in this group, had a passed out moment from alcohol. Oh, yeah. So uh, not mentioning any names, Mike, Mike Whitaker. And also, I believe our good buddy, Pondwater Dave, was out cold at last year's event. So uh, Dave, a uh, PSA from him, he says, is he's not taking any drink unless the bartender gives it to him. So uh, what I'm getting at here is both Mike and Dave think they were poisoned last year, which I'm not sure who was trying to get them into bed. But uh, and those are the choices, was Mike Whitaker and and uh, Super Dave, uh, great choices. I, I would have chose some others, but <laughs> that's who they Hey, <laughs> Dave
1: was over after last year too, all them photos.
2: So I was gonna tell okay. one of my own stories of a similar situation. I was home and this was after uh, my son's track meet. He had uh, just uh, kicked some ass there and I was real excited. So we came home and of course, you know I celebrate without the kids, my wife and I and I, she, she makes me what's has uh, got Moscow Mule. I don't know if you guys know what the Moscow Mules are with the uh, copper cups. So I'm taking a sip of this. It's like four, it's like six, seven o'clock in the evening. I'm like, boy, huh? it's freaking strong. She's like, I mean, I just made it the way I always did. I'm like, all right, maybe it's just me then. So I have one, then I have another. Then I'm halfway through the third and I'm spinning. I'm spinning like crazy. I'm like, what the hell? So next thing I remember, the next morning, waking up to my alarm clock and it's, you know, I have to go to work and I'm sweating and I'm sweating and I'm downstairs on the couch. and My wife sits me down and she goes, I have something to tell you. And I said, what? She goes, "Uh, unfortunately, I reversed the ingredients last night. And instead of uh, four ounces of ginger beer and two ounces of vodka in your drinks, it was four ounces of vodka and two ounces of ginger beer, something like that. When we figured it out, it was something about 15 shots that I drank in about an hour and a half to two hours. She said, I was so scared last night. I was up all night watching you. You were spread eagle, or like your hands, I mean, like up against the wall, like you were like arrested, up against the air conditioner, naked, and whimpering, whimpering through the night. So I stayed up the entire night to make sure you were alive. I said, oh, okay, well, well thanks, hon. I didn't have another Moscow mule for two years, but I just wanted to share the story because, uh, you know, I get it, Mike, I get it. I get it when someone just wants to get you into bed, man. I get it. <laughs> And it, and it poisons you. So uh, PSA from your pal, Brad, you know, if it tastes a little strong, it probably is. OK, <laughs> if you could taste the alcohol a little too much, it's strong. Don't take the bartender or the wife's word for it. It's too strong. So just slow down and maybe add a little bit to it. Yes, can I help you, coach?
0: Yeah, uh, just curious. That next day, you didn't see anybody in your house eating a cucumber sandwich, did you? <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to hear that story again, it's in the archives, right, James? Yeah, the, the
1: previous episode actually. Don't have to go far in the archives.
2: So I've been yeah. saving that episode or saving that story because of uh, Top Guy Weekend and what I saw last year at this time. I mean, there is is there there is a picture of uh, On Water Dave sleeping with Orange Cassidy from AEW, like this peace sign behind him. It's good shit.
1: There's are really more shit. than that. <laughs> yeah, he joined the dark order that night, too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so if anyone
1: sees Brad this weekend,
4: use him as a Moscow Mule play? with twice the vodka.
1: Yeah,
3: if you yeah. want me to hang
1: out, probably not a good idea. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just remember somebody used him as a uh, super pole.
1: <laughs> also true. And uh, that's the stories you'll find out at Top Guy Weekend. Because definitely not going into that one. Somebody will probably cry Jack off in the shower into that story. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on for sure. Glad I wasn't there for that one. Uh, Anyway. Uh, Thanks, Brad. Good story. Can't wait uh, to... Into that two-year streak, uh, you know, this weekend, because you're probably going to have a Moscow Mule this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully made right. (laughs) Yeah, I'll know.
2: I'll know.
3: (laughs) As long as JR makes it, it'll be right.
1: Oh, yeah. It'll probably taste the same as those did that night. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Devin, uh, you know, how you been doing? Keep us abreast I'm, of your situation.
4: I'm not too bad. Just been uh, chilling. Super excited for Top Guy weekend this weekend. Um, As this episode drops, the this is now episode 19. We've watched about 45 matches throughout all of our episodes. And I was just wondering, you know, what matches have stood out to you guys? Ones that you might have went back and watched again. Ones that you might have, like, you know, just stand out in your memory.
3: And if somebody says Sammy Guevara, you get blocked.
2: <laughs> so yeah, speaking of Sammy Guevara, that would be definitely the match. <laughs> the Cody, Cody Rhodes Sammy Guevara match was—I uh, mean, not—it was the, the, probably the best, one of the best matches that we've covered. Even though we like to shit on Devin the entire time for it, I'm gonna—I'll go with that. My block now. Hmm?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that was a good one. Uh, I'll give it to him. Uh we watched uh we've watched a lot I'll say it that way some that I've been <laughs> like oh boy can't wait to go back and watch again probably not <laughs> but <laughs> <you know. laughs> I mean I do like the uh, FTR briscoes that was a pretty good match and that was our first episode too
6: that was good I like the woman series we did it's the whole series yeah that came out real good yeah. It being a three episode series yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, we, we still have one you know,
1: <laughs> one more to throw out there in that series, too.
0: Say three-month <laughs> series. <laughs> right. Coach you what about got you? you, coach. Uh well, I really enjoyed uh the the whole rock and wrestling stuff. I, I like going back to the 80s, you know. The other matches I'd already seen, so they were kind of fresh. The WWE stuff that we watched, that wasn't really my wheelhouse. That was, uh, wasn't was one I was watching. So to get some vintage memories, that was good.
4: Yeah, honestly, that's the one that kind of stuck out to me. Wendy Richter versus Fabulous Moolah. Something I you know never knew anything about. And We just went through our women's series a couple of weeks ago. And now, honestly, every time that I watch a women's match, it kind of like means more to me. Like I'm kind of watch, like trying to see their moves and everything before I was kind of just like, I don't know, acknowledging them a little bit, but not yeah, more in-depth. That's in what I like do. I
3: watch the moves, too. Yeah, I sure do.
1: <laughs> it's all that common. It's all that <laughs> For real. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of great memories, we're going to talk about a guy that gives us all our good memories uh, today. Uh, you know, what's on today's agenda,
2: Brad? So, this was a mic choice. We are going to be talking about Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero. We'll be discussing a couple of his matches today and a little background on him. Mike, take it away. All right. Well, I got
6: Eddie Guerrero was born October 9th, 1967. He was born as Edward Gore Guerrero in El Paso, Texas. He graduated from Thomas Jefferson High School in 1985 and would go on attend University of New Mexico and New Mexico Highlands University and uh, athletic scholarship. He married Vicky Guerrero in 1990 and had two daughters. He would start his wrestling career in CMLL in 1986 through 1982 as Mascaro Magica, maybe. In 1992, he went to AAA, and there he formed a tag team, La Parde Atomica, maybe, (laughs) which means the atomic pair, with uh, El Santino and used to name Gore Guerrero. We'll take his own. oh, yep. During this time, he would also work for New Japan as the Black Tiger. In 1995, he would go on to ECW where he would win the ECW TV title in his debut match against Two Cold Scorpio. He would have some great matches with Dean Maliko, both wrestlers, they had their last match August twenty fifth, which ended a draw, and that was a two out of three falls match. After the match, the wrestlers from the locker room would come out and carry them around the ring, and fans would start chanting, "Please don't go." From there, Eddie would join WCW nineteen ninety five. He would have some great matches with the likes of uh, Cannon or Conan, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, and DDP. He won the U.S. title. In December 96 at Starcade against DDP, he would defend it against Six, um, Scott Norton, and Chris Jericho, but would lose it to Dean Malenko at Uncensored. After that, he would go on to challenge Chris Jericho for the Cruiserweight title at Raw Brawl. He would keep it until December 29th, Night Tory lost to Ultimate Dragon. He, he was also the leader of the LWO. Then he had a car accident, New Year's Day of 99, and was gone for a while. And in May, he would come back and be part of the Filthy Animals. Then he would leave WCW in 2000. Eddie debuted for WWE January 31st, 2000, with Dean Malenko, Chris Renoir, and Perry Saturn as the Radicals. But he would get hurt his first match and be sidelined for a few weeks. In March, he would start a program with China, that's when he did the Mamacita gimmick. He won the European European Championship from Chris Jericho the night after WrestleMania 2000. He would win the IC Championship September 4th in a three-way with China and Kurt Angle, where he pinned China. At WrestleMania 19, um, sorry, WrestleMania 17, he won the European for the second time, beating Test. In May of of 01, he was sent to rehab for pain pills and was released in November after being arrested for drinking and driving. From 01 to 02, he would wrestle in the independent scenes where he would win the IWA Intercontinental Champion, the WWA International Cruiserweight, and the IWA Mid-South Heavyweight Championship. He returned to WWF April of 0-2 winning the IC at Backlash. Then he would go and form a tag team with Chavo, called the Los Guerreros and winning the tag team championships at Survivor Series. He would win the U.S. title at Vengeance against Chris Van and later a tag team again with Chavo At No Way Out, he would win his very first WWE championship from Brock Lesnar, also making him a Triple Crown and Grand Slam champion. From there, he would go on and feud with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 20 and then JBL at Backlash, which is one match we're covering today, Ooh. at Grey American Bass in a Texas Bull Rope match. Uh, he would lose to JBL at Grey American Bass in a Texas Bull Rope match where he lost his title. He would win the Tag Team Champions with Ray at No Way Out. After losing and splitting up with Ray, they started the feud, which is the I'm Your Poppy. Ooh. where where Eddie was uh, saying he was Dominic's dad. He would wrestle his last match, November 11th, SmackDown, defeating Mr. Kennedy. Eddie passed away November 13th, 2005, from heart failure.
0: That was touching.
1: Great tribute, Mike. Yeah, well done, Mike. And they <laughs> uh, decided the custody not by blood work, but by a ladder match. I'm uh-huh. wrong as hell for making
3: one of the southern fellas with the accent sound in big ass words. How I was
1: just thinking, was this a rib to have Mike be like pronouncing all those uh, yeah, things? You know, I tried.
3: Well, you know, go well me and him shouldn't be saying them big ass words.
0: You couldn't even say El Paso. I just uh, gave up. It was great, Mike. Yeah, you, you could help me out a bit. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. You were doing great.
3: It's funny because I hear I hear Mike say, hey, L-asshole, all the time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh... Those of you watching along, you'll see this is the annual uh, bagel making for Coach. Yep.
0: Got to keep up my uh, girlish figure here.
3: When you said watch along, I, I was like, we are. <coughs> <laughs>
5: right?
3: Hey, like, go to the time code. It's <laughs> brought up breakfast and bagels and stuff? Can I do one of my jokes?
0: Yeah, come on. Let's hear it.
3: So the dude asked a girl. He said, "Hey, do you like bagels?" She yeah, said, "Yeah." That. He says, "Okay, why well don't why well don't uh, I hop in bed with you and let's get this thing started?" <laughs> I hop.
1: Ah, there it
2: is. There <laughs> how
3: about I hop in bed with you and we'll get this thing going?
0: Yeah, it's not good. You have to explain it.
3: <laughs> no, so De- Devin took a minute. I could tell.
0: My mouth was full. I didn't want to be rude.
3: If I'd have said genies, right. he would have understood it better.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: no idea.
3: And <laughs> we are once
1: again off to of an exciting episode. <laughs> Speaking of exciting, and uh, you know, make it, what up, Andrew? Make it rain down, you know what I'm saying? Say yeah, Andrew's yeah. James and I.
3: What's up? Yeah.
1: What up? What's up, no. Andrew? So you got that shiner, brother?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's for the Patreon.
5: <laughs>
0: that's for uh, uh a bonus show. just a good old-fashioned uh Pier Six Brawl. Should've
3: Speaking of good old fashioned guy.
0: brawls,
1: my goodness, do we have one uh to start off this episode? Well, our first match we're covering is from Judgment Day 04. It took place uh May 16th of that year from the Staples Center which uh you know, I'll skip that. The Staples Center in LA, Los Angeles, California. It was a match length of a little over 23 minutes. There was an attendance of 18,722 that night. It had a buy rate of 235,000, and Meltzer gave it three and three quarter stars. But uh, enough about that bullshit. Devin, how did we get there? All
4: right. So this feud actually started about a month before this pay per view, with uh, at the time the general manager of SmackDown was Kurt Angle, and he yeah. was holding the Most American Man contest, where all That's the it. athletes on uh, SmackDown be competing in one on one fatal four way matchups, see who would become you know the the most american man so at the end of this he's having a ceremony in the center of the ring the final two contestants it comes down to john cena and eddie guerrero Mm. and as kurt angle is about to make his announcement for the most american man he says the winner is john bradshaw layfield and we see the debut of jbl bradshaw comes down as john bradshaw layfield all dressed up in his suit and pretty much degrades John Cena and Eddie Guerrero immediately tells them that he's going to take the world heavyweight championship so um over the next couple months Eddie Guerrero and JBL start their feud it's a pretty racist angle actually I if i can be 100% honest JBL just degrades Mexicans and everything about them
0: horrible he's,
1: uh, you mean the, you mean the guy that was goose stepping in Germany would do a racist angle crazy <laughs>
4: <laughs> Yeah, but, um, yeah, so JBL is being an extreme racist, Eddie Guerrero, and then actually on a house show, he comes out and shoves Eddie Guerrero's mother down, or attempts to, and she has a heart attack, and that pisses off Eddie and all the Guerreros. So for the next, I believe it's two weeks, Eddie is attacking JBL every chance he gets going after him, and that leads up to this World Heavyweight Championship match. At Judgment Day 2004.
2: Thank you, Devin. So Judgment Day 2004, Eddie again versus JBL, Eddie Guerrero. Starts out with a video package that is uh, very ruthless as far as uh, involving Eddie's family. Uh, what did you think of all that, Adam?
3: Back then, you could get, get by with it back then. You know, you didn't, you didn't have all these sensors. And uh, were they a publicly traded company in 04? Yep, they
0: were. Mm-hmm.
3: See that, that could be the only pushback back then was the uh was them being publicly traded, but now it's crazy how some of that stuff ages now. There's no way 90% of that would be on TV.
2: Right. I totally agree. And uh so what do you think of John the, the John Layfield Br- Bradshaw a presentation coach? What do you think of this
0: character? It definitely fit a growing trend in our country. We had him, we had uh Jack Swagger, but he wasn't as obscene as Jack Swagger. Actually he was obscene as Jack Swagger, but he had that rich persona. It was kind of the same time that Donald Trump came and did his match. So that was kind of the attitude era where they couldn't maybe get away with all the TNA that they used to get away with. So now they started to push it with uh, some of the comments uh, that might've been you know, racially motivated.
2: So, James, what did you think of the crowd reaction to JBL? Um, I mean, are you talking about at the uh, very
1: beginning. beginning? Yeah. Honestly, it kind of looked like they were, uh, the crowd was into the Eddie for sure, yeah. but it seemed like they were kind of sort of warming up to it. They were sitting on their hands, as, you know, the saying is, I think at the beginning of the match, obviously we all know it takes a very drastic <laughs> different turn very quick, but I think at the beginning, you know, uh, they're they're on Eddie's side for sure. Yeah. I but, agree. but quiet still.
2: So Mike, so Mike, you have the Eddie, you know, you picked Eddie today because you're a fan. What do you think sure. of the entrance with the car?
6: I loved it. It was, it made it different. Um everybody else, a lot of people would just come out and walk down the ring and everything else, and he had something something else. It was a beginning of other things. You know, JBL would later come out with the limo and stuff like that. I think he made it a lot different.
2: Adam, does the size yeah. difference between uh, both performers bother you in this match?
3: Not too bad because Eddie Guerrero a decent-sized guy. I mean, I know he's only like five seven, five eight, but his skill in the ring makes it believable. I mean, yeah. Now, like, if I got in there with him, y'all be like, well, "What the hell's going on here?" Mm-hmm. We might be the same height, but Eddie Guerrero's work rate is second to none. I mean, he's top-five guy. And Everybody. this was
6: one of his times he was bigger oh. and, like body weight, too. He was, he had m- a lot more muscle and all the other stuff on there.
3: I like he, the way he would
1: punch his punches, look ferocious, you
0: know.
3: So, I'm watching like Chris Benoit right now, and even Chris Benoit makes it believable bit. because of Is his weight. I
0: said, okay,
3: so the brawling yeah.
2: outside yeah. of the ring. Sorry about that, Adam. I'm sorry. Um. The brawling outside the ring early um, Now the Spanish announce table is is actually abused very early in this one. Coach, do you have a a Spanish announce favorite Spanish announce table moment?
0: Well, you just kind of know it's coming. Uh, This was a trend back then as well. Um, I I loved it because those guys really sold it. They were always animated. So when they went through it, uh, a lot of times, even on the replay, they would bring it to the spanish announcers to hear their hear them announce it and it was just always exciting and they really sold it but you can expect it during this time but i don't know why in this match so quick but yeah no it did follow the trend james i don't even know
2: so i hope you do who are the announcers today taz and michael cole got
1: off easy on today's episode
3: <laughs> yeah i didn't know the spanish announcers here were the same ones that was at the rick flair show
1: yeah hugo and- yeah.
3: Savinovich or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: and uh, Carlos Cabrera. There it is.
2: Yeah,
3: Carlos Cabrera Hugo Hugo Savinovich.
2: Uh, cheap uh, mm. ad-free shows plug. Uh, John Alba actually had an interview with both of them before that match, so just recently. Are um, we listening to some music? <laughs> Coach, what are you doing <laughs> Coach, we got music. We got kid running. Hey, man. We, hey, people <laughs> said we <laughs> need to incorporate you
1: know. songs. There we go.
2: <laughs> oh, and
1: this one's live, this ain't post. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is live. But, is that he's just playing the piano.
0: Him. I got it. He, he was playing Ric Flair's theme song in the background. All
2: right, uh, JBL walking out early and Eddie is chasing him down. Now, Devin, you mentioned to me in the text about him being a, a cowardly heel, but does this make sense when he's not the champion?
4: No, I don't. I honestly don't understand it. He's trying to fight for that world title. Why is he trying to leave? Why is he trying to take the count out? What's the point in that?
2: I thought that was just so interesting in this match. I was so glad you sent me that text earlier. I'm like, yeah, what the hell is that bullshit? Who the hell walks out when they're trying to win the job out of here? Eddie's yeah. bringing him back. For what? <laughs> just
1: leave. Did you, did you notice the, uh, the back knee on Eddie Guerrero? Yeah. Just, uh... That's a sign of a little
2: assistance, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, most certainly is. It most certainly is. <laughs> Eddie's stepping, J- Eddie stepping on JBL's face, now back outside the ring. What, James, did you think there was a lot of outside interference too early in this? Outside the ring, I mean. I, For the way,
1: you know, not to jump way ahead, but for the way the match ended, i what's the difference i guess is what i'm getting at like from right now compared to you know later on when things go awry like okay you, so it was cool <laughs> to do all this fucking shit the whole time i don't know that kind of got a little uh i thought about that like wait a second
2: they're all over the place yeah right, yeah definitely true <laughs> so punches from jbl and eddie look brutally legit here adam uh what did yeah. you
0: I yeah, like, they're stiff. Sorry, I didn't hear who you. you called on. If I,
3: if I remember right, Eddie Guerrero always was, he was always the type, hey, lay it in. I want to look good. That's what they did in Mexico. They wanted to look good. Yeah. So he was always that type. Hey, if you going to hit me, you better hit me or I'm not going to sell it. So where
2: does JBL rank for you as a heel, Mike? He's top five
6: when he came out and he made a great heel he um, was good when he was with um, the Acolytes and the APA and stuff like that where he was a baby face, but coming back out as that JBL character and just turning himself around 100%. I'll
1: say this much. He was billed. He's from Texas, but he came out like, from New York City and he said, the cowboy hat stuff? Heat with me, brother. <laughs> you know, Big heat with me.
3: That's just one thing I didn't like. He went straight to the cheap heat. I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah.
2: You know, we know he's a real-life bully. Uh, we, at least he was. We hear that all the time. And we we all know, there. if, if you don't know, there's a, a story with him in the Blue Meanie uh, for the folks at home uh, where he hit him for real in a at the end of a show. But I'll tell you what, when we met him on a top-size Zoom, he couldn't have been nicer. So he, he does play a good heel character here for sure. One uh, thing Jay- I want to
4: point out before we move on from that is Eddie Guerrero has said in, like, Obviously, it's not recent podcasts, but in you know interviews in the past, that he really dedicated himself to putting over this JBL heel character.
2: Good, that's a good thing. You should have real heels, not cool heels. He was not a cool heel. He was He's not cool. Heel. He was not. He was not NWO for sure. <laughs> that's the fact. He was uh, J- JBL working the headlock. Did you, um, Devin? Did you think the styles were working well together here? Uh yeah. I feel like it's a good powerhouse
4: versus the quick, smaller guy dynamic.
2: Fall away slam outside of the ring to Eddie. Brian Hebner is the referee in this match. Shout out to our friend RJ and Brian, reffing it up with Brian Hebner. Uh, this is not. We will see a, him in Chicago. Most definitely, <laughs> this is not a no DQ match. Mike, is there too much going on here with the steps into the tables?
6: It kind of is. We expect, like you said, no DQ. It kind of throws things off. But in, um, he was knocked out. The ref was knocked out. What are you going to do? That's, yeah. that's, that's Eddie's
2: thing. He's he still. so. And that'll he, come up again. He, because you're right, he, it is Eddie's thing. And I will mention that again. And first he's, he's
6: wanting to keep that title, so you're going to go everything. He's a bigger guy. I'm a small guy. I got some big guy coming after me. I'm going to get you anything.
2: <laughs> Coach, what do you think
0: of JBL's ring gear? Should he have made a better choice? No, I think it fits, uh I always liked the the hat, but I, I I really don't even remember. It wasn't that memorable to me at all. Hey, and I and I watched a match.
5: Small but, shorts but no. man
0: for a big guy. That's all I'm getting yeah. at. Here. <laughs> yeah, uh, costumes weren't so much important. I think that his his mouthpiece and his body language was more important. He can get away with wearing really anything as long as he you know he kind of had that swag, that southern like I'm better than you swag, which was really hated back then i mean I, I think this pretty much in any generation the only person that could really pull that off was rick flair yeah anybody else that was a cocky rich dude they got booed out or anybody that would had any kind of uh you know entitlement issues they usually booed him out
2: it takes a long time for a rich guy to get over like a million dollar man the whole point is you're not supposed to like him but then eventually you do.
1: well and uh remember who's president around this time who james w <laughs> so a Yeah, it does fit. Uh affluent uh well off Texas man, like fucking around with the big city stuff, having power really wasn't over around this time.
2: So we had a bear hug by JBL, uh, and then we have a drop kick by Eddie. Then he has starts the three amigos, which uh, just to say what it is, the three amigos is the he holds on and does three suplexes. James, it was blocked here, James. What do you think of the move normally?
1: It's uh, it's cool to see when he does it, you know, I think, uh, especially when you're not really expecting it, like sometimes you'll see him like lock the suplex and then like stay there bent over and then they do it. And But sometimes when he just does it and bam, suplexes real quick and then kicks the legs like, oh shit, you know, like that's how,
0: I think when he does it like out of nowhere type of thing, it's a lot better. And I, I want to piggyback off of that. I, I love Eddie, he's one of my favorites, but I think that move is overused as a tribute today. I don't yeah. think every uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry should be able to do that, you know. So you don't so, like Logan Paul doing it? No, I don't like him doing it. There's even some women's wrestlers that are doing it, you know. I think that should be reserved for a certain few. It's kind of like uh, if somebody was around, they wouldn't use it, so give them their respect, unless you wouldn't you know, mind
2: like a, you wouldn't mind a stereo using it.
0: Yeah, no, I don't or, think he can pull it off. But like I know Penta does it. that that, that would be acceptable, or Ray Phoenix. You well, know, do someone it that's, it that's do a it steeped a in that culture. Yeah, yeah, or save it for a big moment.
2: Yeah. For, sure, for real. So then the referee's knocked out down by Eddie. An accident, quotes. Uh, mm-hmm. Chair shot by Bradshaw to Eddie was absolutely freaking brutal. Oh, my gosh. So the blood is now gushing, Mike. Well, the headsets
1: a- were off, though. When this happened, the headsets were off. So you just hear the pop of that chair, and then you hear the crowd like, Whoa! And then all of a sudden, the camera pans on Eddie. Turn around, and the crowd's like, "Oh!" <laughs>
2: and you just hear like a loud groan. Well, you answered my question there, James. I said, "Quite a visual, huh?"
6: Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a holy shit moment. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which oh, the yeah, crowd right.
1: chanted after that because the announcers didn't have their headsets yet, still. And you just hear, "Oh, <laughs> holy
2: shit! Holy shit! <laughs> Are you reading my notes? Yes. Hey, what is this?" It's
3: I actually awesome. took
1: notes. I really like this match. I'd never really yeah, seen so- it before. I just watched awesome the,
3: how a uh, flat surface busts him up in that bad.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I, that's what I said. So I said blood gushing. I wanted to know what you thought, Mike and Coach, and then quite a visual. James, you said that, and you said the crowd went nuts. So, Or they were just like, ooh, like a, like a, like a hush. Like it was a different reaction for sure. So then Taz started talking about he has to have a concussion. Is this the first time this ever comes up, Adam? Oh, um, this
3: type of view. Yeah, sure.
2: I would say so. Yeah.
3: But yeah, it was, it was, that uh, you know, was mentioned every now and then, especially with, um, with you know, Sean Michaels and everything when he got his ass beat in Syracuse. You know, it was mentioned a little bit every now and then back then, uh, Stone Cold, somebody. But um, it's definitely m- a whole lot more now.
5: Yeah.
3: I don't even think the wellness uh, thing was right here, was it? They didn't come up with a wellness
2: yeah. agreement. It was a little bit after, it, after this sometimes I need to be reminded. I, it seems like it's been around forever, but it hasn't you know? it was after so it hasn't. Eddie. And yeah. well, definitely after Benoit, but after Eddie, that's, and that's really where is this is all Benoit, you know, seven, of course. And
0: if I think we, uh, if you followed news throughout the years with concussions, a former wrestler, Chris Nowinski, he has his own concussion Institute and foundation where uh, wrestlers and other athletes are donating their brains to check for a CTE and post-concussion syndrome, so he's really trying to change the game. Didn't he have good? to retire because of that? He retired because yes. of concussion, too. Correct. Right, right. I was
4: gonna point that out because that was caused by uh, none other than Bradshaw in a hardcore match on Raw that knocked out Christopher Nowitzki and caused him to start doing more research on all this.
3: Right, Bradshaw was on the He's gonna make sure he you paid your dues when you're in the ring with him. You don't see him doing that with Eddie and them boy blue meanie or, uh, Nowitzki or somebody like that. He probably beats the shit out of them. So, Hey, welcome to the, welcome to the ring, buddy. Well,
1: and that story about public enemy, you know, and when, when they went out there and beat the fuck out of them on a raw or
2: something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that story. I love that story. <laughs> all right. So we got blood all over the ring. The ref is still down. Then we have the clothesline from hell from JBL. Uh, Adam, do you think this is a strong move?
3: Yeah, as long as it's a, it's a good visual, that is more or less a, be, a good visual than anything. Because when you see him take off running and you see this big six foot six guy, rear back, and just clobbers the shit out of you, and it's got to be so good, too. If it ain't so good, then it either looks like he just killed you, or looks like shit. It's got to be so good, too. I would agree that it would have to be, the cell would be more important
2: than
0: the move. Yeah, Correct? Like,
3: it's,
0: yeah. about it's about the same. It takes equal parts, I think. Yeah, All out, uh, we have a question for the fanboy, James. Which move is better, that or Hangman's uh, lariat? Ooh. Buckshot.
1: Uh, Hangman is more of a face in my personal <laughs> book. So, hey, man, that Buckshot, baby. I do like the Buckshot. And it beat Omega.
3: And I like the both. <laughs> I, I think the closeout from hail. It's a little easier to do because you ain't going to go about flipping and landing, right? Yeah. And they're already running and just, whop.
0: Yeah, it looks more savage. Yeah, yeah. It, it really does, especially when the people, like, backflip. Yeah.
3: I mean, especially when Punk does it and he flips over and falls to the floor.
2: <laughs> so then, Devin, the ref has been out for a long time now because there's no count. Is this too long?
4: I thought it was kind of too long. Like, yeah. come on, Brian, what are you doing? Yeah, so then you have little hey. Nate. Little Nate but- coming
2: in.
6: Right before that, though, JBL, he didn't really try to wake him up. He just started beating the shit out of him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he didn't shake him to wake him. He just started hitting him. And then Check the crowd starts
1: once. chanting Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie. Tell you, man, I like this match a lot. I've never yeah. really seen it until this.
2: Yeah, it's good. The really? Little Nate thing, though, in for the count. Eddie out at two. Now Little Nate is knocked out. Of the, uh, knocked out again. Now he's knocked out. Something yeah, I want to point out about the goes ape
1: shit. This is when the crowd starts coming way alive.
4: Charles Robinson comes down, Eddie's busted open, blood's all over the canvas, and he doesn't have rubber gloves on. So this is still before that all happened.
2: So the crowd is in a weird place, I thought, but they were going apeshit. Power bomb to Eddie. Hebner counts. Now Hebner's counting. (laughs) He's (laughs) out at two. So, I mean, James, how much do fans love Eddie's resilience?
1: i you pull for people like that like it's the same uh i think that's what really does make wrestling great i know vince hates the small guys type of stuff but man when you see this type of shit going on and you're like get up and whip his ass you know like you get behind the guy like that and the crowd headlock. was standing when they came back in the ring and they didn't really sit down like throughout the rest of the match so i mean we're everybody's in on eddie
2: definitely headlock over the bloody face of eddie looks tremendous the ring is a mess at this point, Coach. Does this have to be the last match on the card because of this?
0: I don't know. Back then, if they were switching the canvases like they do now, I mean, if you go to a live, especially pay per view, they're up there switching them practically every damn match. Okay. But at, at this, I, I think at at this time they they had mild reform. Back in Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair days, they said they used the uh, blood was on the mat from four nights ago. But at this time i think they had two or three backup ones but i think this match did earn main event status so either way this was going to be the last match
2: well i'll tell you this much you know they weren't doing it in 99 because in '99 99's when owen died and they said they were wrestling over his blood yeah the, yeah the broken board and the broken dude. boards just awful things there so this is what five years or six yeah. years later so i mean a lot can happen in six years but i have a feeling no i have a feeling no well and even uh, uh
1: i got one of the quotes i i think it's a uh, taz how much blood has the champ lost and then cole a lot look at the ring and you just see shit everywhere just blood smears everywhere
2: really it's something to bad say. man he was
4: Michael Cole yeah, sure. says the the ring mat looks like an art canvas and that's uh, not uh, red yes. paint out
2: there <laughs> yeah <laughs> Then we have Eddie dancing, fighting back, JBL counters, but Eddie uh, counters with the DDT. Now they're both down. Eddie climbing to the top, and he missed the flog splash. Now, I know he missed it in this case, Mike, but has he had the best frog, spa- blah, 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 frog splash in wrestling?
6: Yeah, He's up there, definitely. There's a few more, um, RVD maybe, but I think Eddie Guerrero is top five.
2: Yeah, uh, I love it. I love it. I, I think it is just a great. He sport. just
6: lands it perfect all the time. His move set for it is great.
0: So. I mean, almost as good as Logan Paul. Not almost as good as it. the street profit guy. The street profit yeah. guy. He can oh, get, oh. Well, he
2: gets the air. The, the ups on that one. And then the flip over. Like It's just so athletic. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. He He's not going to be held back much longer, I'll tell you. Um,
4: so. That's Montez Ford. Sorry, just yes. want to put a name to the guy. Yeah. Thank
2: you. Yeah, because we're just talking, like we're just no one else is listening, right? That's the thing about it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bradshaw grabs the championship and the chair. Eddie with the low blow. Devin, is Eddie up there with the dirtiest player in the game?
4: Oh, absolutely. Kind of like Mike said earlier, he lives by the three words: lie, cheat, and steal.
2: Absolutely. Uh, so disqualification to Eddie with with the belt hit punching bradshaw pushing the rep this ended pretty abruptly here uh james what did you think at this point at that when this happened well i think they had
1: the crowd in the palm of their hand uh, obviously and uh to have this kind of i mean they're so amped and then when this finished happens i think they had to do some Not post me. shit to keep the the crowd because they kind of deflated pretty
2: quick after this yeah they definitely did there's blood everywhere and got a ton of chair shots. Did you see uh, the uh, yeah. the guy hold up the sign uh, after
1: they called the DDT or the disqualification? He holds up a sign that says Schmoz. He's a dude in the front row and puts it over on the banner. It says Schmoz. Yeah.
6: What do you know? <laughs> do you think Do you think this could have ended like it did because of the blood loss? Like they finally just said, "Hey, let's go home."
3: Well, why not just pin him? I mean, yeah. I I mean maybe, but why not just pin him? Why That's not just if you pin him, it kind of shows the end of the. End of the feud, you do a disqualification. You got a reason to go back to it. We're going to talk
2: about this in, uh, all the way to our 500th episode. But Adam and, and I want to hear what you think too, Mike. Adam, why ever have a disqualification in the main event of a pay per view? Why Why not save it for just a regular re- weekly show?
6: I think it's like what Adam was saying to continue the feud. I mean, if you pin them, it's kind of over. The feud's over. It the the one guy won, and that's it. Ends with a. You know, like a chair, so that I didn't see or something like that. But if you just win the match, and that guy's, he won it over. It's time to move on.
3: Because a good heel can say, "Well, hey, look, I only lost because of the chair, or because somebody got my leg." They can use that as, an, as an excuse to be a whiny heel to get the rematch or whatever.
0: Well, as a as a long uh, as my memory isn't very good, but I remember how I felt about this match. I was so eddy that I felt, you know what, fuck JBL. Give it to him, Eddie, and pull any trick you need to to become champ. I like the way the match ended, because he did cheat, and JBL was getting away with a whole bunch of stuff. Why not one of the good guys? So it kind of made Eddie a little bit more dirty. So I like the ending. All
2: right, He hits the frog splash now. Doesn't mean anything, but it was still awesome to see. And then, um, my next question was, it doesn't sound like you guys are. Are we disappointed with the DQ ending? Um, How about you, Devin? I didn't like the
3: deliberate DQ ending, like deliberately right in front of the referee's face. I didn't like that.
4: That's what I'm kind of the same thing as Adam. I didn't like how, like, uh, clear they made it. Like, JBL brings in the steel chair and the title. Like, something's about to happen here. And then they just do it right in front of the ref. I feel like this could go down as a legendary match if it had a clean finish here.
3: I mean, he hit with with the chair. He hit Brown with the chair.
6: Right, and that's like with him bringing in the title, he holds it behind his back. What kind of shit is that? Like, I got kids. I know if you put your hand behind your back, you're hiding something.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So we have um, Arn Anderson uh, comes out. Fit Finley comes out. Dean Malenko. Jimmy Corderas and Dean Malenko. That's quite a crew that aren't there anymore. So, <laughs> right. I mean, not that. I mean, it's a long time ago, though. I mean, gosh. Yeah,
3: but if, if I'm out there in the highway and I see these guys coming at me, I'm stopping whatever I'm doing. Like, ain't getting me in the Bush on the highway. Hell no. I was waiting
2: for uh, Commissioner Slaughter to come out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you picked uh, you, uh Mike. You picked uh, Eddie Groh today. Why did you pick this match?
6: The blood spot mainly. But it it but it's not just for that spot, but it shows you a different type of Eddie. Like um what he went through and, and that match near the end, I mean his comeback. He's I mean, going that with his chest, he's just comes back and that's when he starts laying a whooping on him. After being hit like that or bleeding that much blood and him still coming back and doing something like that, it shows you how much of a badass he is.
2: Uh anybody else Can anything I, you'd like to add or
0: well, yeah, I just like to say I go uh once or twice a year to visit Eddie so I wanted to show you guys the uh, tombstone where he's buried in Scottsdale I don't think I have much signal left on my phone or battery but yeah this is uh where Eddie Eddie's buried at the Green Haven Cemetery in Scottsdale Arizona it used to be a dual plot where they had uh, an unfinished placard for Vicky but that was removed about four years ago when she got remarried
2: Nice. Thanks. Thank you, coach. Um, Anybody have anything else before we move on?
1: I just think it's really cool to see uh, like Eddie have this crowd in the palm of his hand. They're cheering for Eddie and, uh, you know, you kind of watch it and you get a little sad because you you really wish that guy had one more shot to do it, you know, because it was really cool to get behind them. Hell of a wrestler. I mean, my god, that dude was good. You
3: don't realize how much you miss him until you start watching him
1: on TV. For real. Like, because yeah, like I, mean, I said, I, I've seen clips of this match, but never like watch it in its entirety. And I was just like, holy fuck, just watching it, and the crowd's getting behind him, and he starts, you know, hulking up and starts doing that shake, and that crowd is losing it. And he has them from there on out. Every move, they're standing up cheering. And I
6: mean, that whole time he's just gushing blood. I mean, it's pouring like a fountain.
1: Literally every
4: move he reversed a like power bomb at one point from JBL and just lands on his feet perfectly, like ready to fight. Everything Eddie Guerrero did was flawless. He was an amazing athlete. sorely
0: I, I don't know about you guys, but when, when when you bleed a lot, your blood's pretty thin and that means you've got other things in your system. So maybe yeah. Eddie was, uh, you know, feeling no pain that night and whatever got him through the match got him through it. But he did some superhuman things that I haven't seen in a wrestling match. Yeah. Ever, ever the amount of abuse that he took. you know Thank I mean, you for doing that for us, Eddie.
2: We know that there were some things involved, which is a shame. He was a young man when he died,
3: so.
1: And you got to give it to JBL, man. This is a hell of a match, like yeah. a hell of a match. JBL
3: hey, sold his ass off for
1: him. hmm And the facials and everything, like <laughs> hell of a match.
2: And if you ever listen to JBL today, he talks glowingly about Eddie Guerrero, glowingly. Right. So.
1: Uh, it kept him employed, <laughs> you know. If this wouldn't have been that good of a feud, JBL would have been out the door.
3: As far as in-ring, you can't say anything bad about Eddie Guerrero. You can't. No. There's nothing you can say that's negative about his in-ring work. hmm
2: No. Yeah. And he was pretty buff then, man. Because <laughs> if you look at his early uh, WCW days, like, not, like one of my favorite matches, and, of course, you, we've all heard it, is 1997 Halloween Havoc against Rey Mysterio. Probably one of the – it's probably the best match he's ever had. We were going to, Mike. I mean, it makes sense. We don't want to talk about the match; it's always talked about. But if you look at that right. match, it's a lot smaller. But it's probably is if you if you want to start somewhere uh, at home, if you don't know who Eddie Guerrero is, that's not a bad one to start with. <laughs> so yeah, but, exactly uh, but I just wanted to mention it, but it is kind of beat to death in podcast. So I'm glad you didn't pick it today, actually. But but if you look at the about what I was getting at, is you look at his body change from then till now. It's really something. True. <laughs>
6: Well, a lot of guys that came into WWE, as soon as they, you know, they might have right before been a little bit smaller, but when they come into WWE, not long, they're starting to get a lot more jacked. You know, once they're there, a year or so, and that's when they start getting a big push.
2: You guys think Coach is out there
0: planting corn in the yard right now? Like, (laughs)
2: Did you see that that field? (laughs)
0: No, no, no. I just It gets hot. I go out for a little while, get my vitamin whatever, and come back in. It's only, what, 110 in Arizona today?
5: That's that's about
0: 99 right now, but it'll get to be 110. Oh, man. Screw that. Well, yeah, but you have no humidity,
2: so it's not hot, right? (laughs) Freaking people. Well, it's like (laughs) that perfect,
0: uh, you
1: know,
2: movie weather, huh? Oh, yeah, Coach. I hope you looked at the outline. (laughs) Because uh, two weeks ago, Two weeks ago, you said you wanted to talk about movie time with and We were going to do WWE movies. And guess what last week we did? We did Hacksaw, Jim Duncan, and uh, Central Intelligence. So I thought I'd throw this your way this week since I
0: heard the episode back. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did say that. You're right. <laughs> uh, so well, the Marine, you know huh? Good movie, right? <laughs> well, let's just uh... – yeah, no, I, I I fucked up, but I did ask the <laughs> Twitter universe. I did ask the Twitter universe what their favorite one was. I didn't get any responses, so you know my self esteem was a little hurt. I guess it just escaped my mind. But no excuses, I fucked up. Uh, go ahead, <laughs> damn. Go ahead, I feel terrible. Uh,
2: I well, know. anyway, well, uh, I looked at this. I looked know. at this list today of WWE movies. What right. a shit show this is! Okay. <laughs> An absolute shit show of terrible movies. <laughs> Yeah, they did Marines, dream. and then like uh straight the video, straight the video, straight the <laughs> video, straight the video. Then you have like Scooby Doo, and you have the Flintstones. <laughs> all right. Anyway, mine's mine's uh fighting with my family because as far as I'm concerned, that's that's the best one. Next, I like video. Knucklehead
4: with the Big Show. Oh my
3: God! What the uh, fuck I, are
2: you talking
4: about? <laughs> all right, it came out when I was like twelve. Remember that. <laughs>
6: What about um? Wasn't See No Evil? That was one with Kane, in, yeah. right? Oh, that That horror. was kind of like more of a horror movie type deal. All what these about movies made no
2: three million dollars. They all made like three million dollars. What about No <laughs> Holds yeah, but... Barred? Was that a WWE production? You know, it wasn't listed. It wasn't listed. I was thinking the same. No, nope, that was did. not good.
6: <laughs> no, that was with uh, Shane, I think. I remember, Bruce talked about it. I think.
1: Oh yeah, like Shane Productions or something like that. We lost
2: Mike's audio for some. Mike, you were mute. You guys are forgetting the best one. Oh uh, no, I'm sure we're not. <laughs>
0: yes. This is, oh, the, no. th- this is the one that gave John Cena his start. 12 rounds. I don't know. <laughs> Never seen <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just proves our hypothesis. Who the fuck? This is the best segment we have ever done. I
2: watched that cartoon. That rumble, whatever it's called, recently, that was not good either. <laughs>
3: the condemned, the, the, yeah. the condemned's pretty good.
2: Yeah, yeah. And what are there, 11 or 15 Marines now?
3: No. Thank you, Linda in
0: one of them. She's a pretty good actress. Jinder Mahal is the next Marine. <laughs> is he? Yeah, starring Jinder Mahal. So is Jinder he Mahal,
2: the- he is in some acting now. Yeah, I know, No, He's going
0: to be the
1: next Marine. Oh, Beer. They say Veer is going to try to be an actor too.
2: I heard he's coming. <laughs> one,
0: one of us is. Hey, and that brings me to the Coach Rosie uh, whatever you want to call it. Have you guys ever tried out these dice where you roll them <laughs> and it's got like uh, this one says like lick this one says suck. You guys ever tried these dice? Fun fact, they use those like Three days ago. <laughs>
2: Those exact uh, with, ones. With your roommate, your uh, your fiance. My like, fiance, not up, my rat. roommate,
1: and not the ones in <laughs> coach's hands. The ones in my bedroom I
2: hope
3: you keep your own in your hand.
1: Right. Probably have anal beads in there too.
3: Woo! Now we're
0: done.
1: <laughs> All right. That segments for our Patreon. it's <laughs> in Devin's
0: bedroom drawer? <laughs> that that's what's good about these dice. You can take it any which way you want, but it kind of, uh, nice. you know, slices <laughs> things up.
2: Ugh. Takes the thinking out of it. Yeah, I didn't know if I could do this show not drinking. I guess I can. <laughs> well, speaking you know of I'm things, drinking?
1: going to complete shit as I look at the outline.
5: Oh, boy. Here it oh is. Oh, boy,
1: indeed. Not only did it uh, <laughs> change names, it went free-falling down a hill.
5: What, I, what is the spirit of Philadelphia?
2: I, think I don't it wrote know, it
0: wrong. Brad. What the fuck is <laughs> the, spirit the spirit of, of Philadelphia? Jerry
2: Seinfeld? I wrote it
0: wrong. <laughs> and you give me shit, you cocksucker.
2: Oh, Clean man. up your
0: own house before you come shitting in mine. <laughs> the spirit of Philadelphia is a boat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of Philadelphia yeah. is horse feces.
0: Oh, man. spirit
2: Damn.
1: of <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. It will always be there.
2: Yeah, I don't oh. know what this means now. So
1: I don't Sorry, either, James. but... uh. I did want to bring uh attention to uh 80s rap.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm wow. wow.
1: 80s rap. I'm a huge run DMC fan. I've okay. been getting into Boogie Down productions a lot lately. Uh
0: KRS1 B-D-B. is in that group. Mm-hmm. Um good. how about some Eric B and Rock Kim? Oh yeah. Big Daddy Kane. Hey, listen make a clap to this. Yeah, Big Daddy Kane. hmm uh, or the DOC, yeah.
1: my bad, before uh you know his throat
0: uh, issues. You remember yeah. the fat boys, they had the human beatbox those Big Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, well, Mike, you need to be educated in your 80s rap. Yeah. Then I look right
0: short, now, like, like, I'm with you. <laughs> Dougie
5: Fresh was a good
1: beatboxer, too.
5: Yeah, half of us
1: love this right now, the other half I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it's the when crop. rap was really good, like, that, boom, psh, boom. they call it the boom clap era, because it's like... uh yeah. Like keyboard, not this uh you know big ass bullshit that they get to do in the studio now. It was straight up like, and yeah, I'll give this to Run the MC. Jam Master Jay used to drum out the tracks. They'd record that, and then they would rap over that.
0: So well, Jam I'll Master Jay actually used to legit lay down their beats. I'll give something that Brad will remember: the Beastie Boys. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh there you go. Okay, we just had. How to... was, no, a, I how was one of talk. the best
1: rap groups of all time? Three Jews from Cleveland or from uh, New York. <laughs> <laughs> You're fight for your right, man. Right. No
4: sleep till Chicago.
1: There
0: it is. Well, there's gonna be oh, sleep God. in our room. Brad and I are a
2: little old. We're not I don't know about you. I'm
0: not staying up till four in the morning, Brad. I might make no. it till two.
2: Yeah. Uh no, we're gonna stay up all night. And um, that is what we know. call oh, the spirit yeah. of
0: Philadelphia.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, I read it, and I was
1: like, oh, okay now for. he's funny
2: now he's a now he's a comedian i mean ladies and gentlemen dream. brad stanton host of the show hey we gotta run in no oh, she's hiding forget it they always <laughs>
1: say it's your show to the fans but i guess it's brad's show and this was the spirit of philadelphia
2: <laughs> it is oh. your show anyway good job james with whatever because i didn't <laughs> like, like what the fuck am i supposed to say right <laughs>
1: I was wondering if yeah, this was like a rib where he wanted me to give you like founded in 18 or, you know, like 17, whatever, <laughs> you know, like all this stuff. Or if it was like a, you know, um, uh, what is that? the Oh, before the NBA merger thing, you know, maybe it was one of those like Spirit of St. Louis, the yeah,
2: right. the
1: ABA. Yeah, like if it was an ABA <laughs> team or something.
2: Oh, they were the best. The, the Flint Tropics.
1: But, boy, that we need some problems. saving on this episode right now. And what better person than Mike? So, Mike, take it away. What you got for us?
6: Uh, well, nothing new too much here. Haven't trained no idiots this week. Um, I'm getting ready to go to Chicago.
1: Heard that. I'm down.
6: I'm, I'm ready. I got nothing packed, nothing <laughs> right. good, but I'm ready to go. Um, so I know a lot of it, like you said, we're all going to be there. Anybody listening, y'all want to come up, let's get some pictures, let's get some interviews in. Yeah. Let's do something going on.
1: It's your show, so like, uh, you know, come say hi to what? us,
6: get on the show. Come say, say hi, so all of us can be doing a little bit of interviews with all y'all. Um, feel free, Mr. Powers, you are being number one. Yeah, geez. <laughs> oh, it on there. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I said, I'm just excited, excited to see all you guys and see everybody else in Chicago.
2: So, yeah, like James and uh, Mike said there, the the quick hitters is what we're looking for in Chicago, I think. The idea, like, quick interviews, quick talks. We're going to put together a clip show. So um, it's your your
3: best dad jokes. I need all the best dad jokes you can give me in Chicago.
2: We always say it's your show. It's your show.
1: This is your time to be on it. If you want to come on and cut promos on Devin, which half of y'all do in my DMs, you know, (laughs) do it on air.
4: Oh, yeah. I'm going to be like a modern-day – well, I guess he is modern-day. I'm going to be another Austin Theory this weekend, taking modern selfies day with Austin everyone. Modern-day <laughs> 22-year-old. Oh, yeah, man. I wasn't
2: letting that
1: go. You're going to be Sammy. <laughs> you are our Sammy. <laughs> uh, Being sexy cool. as hell, yeah. Oh, God my.
2: <laughs> I'm looking forward to it too, Mike. Looking forward to it too. I can't wait. Counting down the hours. Well, while you guys hear this, three of you will be there for it. three and a half, coach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> be there a Thursday
2: Wolfpack
0: for life
1: <laughs> Right It's causing mass destruction
0: Guess who's back? The bad boys are wrestling That's it yeah. we'll we'll be be a sick Italian restaurant on the west side of Chicago Undisclosed location We don't want yeah, the paparazzi. Get-
2: we, <laughs> we, we get it man
0: No no it's just a tough <laughs> neighborhood Tough neighborhood
1: Speaking of tough neighborhoods Adam what you got for other uh, people? How's your week been?
3: I'm trying to figure out why Charlie Haas is on my TV right now. <laughs> it's Me Hulk too. Hulk, <laughs> and <it's Uncle> Holly. <laughs> hey, here it is. It's Hardcore Holly and Charlie Haas versus Eminem.
2: Fuck yeah. That's awesome, man. He's my favorite rapper. Mercury
3: and Morrison. <laughs> and uh, I can't figure I, out which one's worse. I am whatever I say I am.
1: You tell them, Brad. (laughs) I'm the set, cousin.
3: I mean, Uncle Holly's in the ring giving us Eminem lyrics.
2: Right? I just like the suwoop with my blood, cousin. Green Eminems are the ones that are home runs.
3: And before that, I was watching, you know, we're about to jump to another SmackDown here shortly. So after we watched that match, I let it play on. And I completely forgot about this. Two guys walk up with their suspenders and shit. Dudes, dude's interviewing him. Then walk over and says, hey, nobody beats the dicks. Ooh. I totally forgot about that. So <laughs> that made my night. It was actually kind of funny. I I kind of needed that laugh.
0: Was beating your dick. What was that,
3: that it was great. It was pretty funny.
1: I've been single a long time. My dick has taken a personal beating. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, personally or what?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's every now and again there may be a lady's hand in there, but you know, most of the time, it's these bad <laughs> boys right here. <laughs> I'm in a committed relationship.
2: <laughs> Man, never gonna get a no.
3: No, I work all me. week and <laughs> slept all week. <laughs> That's all I do.
2: Oh
1: boy, boy, boy! Well, we're canceled after these comments? Speaking of uh. Oh, that's a bad transition.
2: Natural light. <laughs> right? It's a fresh tasting beer. Mmm, tasty. You're getting started there early, James. Yeah, Natural I, Pepsi. You know, I work early too, so. That's true. This is like this is like nine o'clock for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it.
1: Speaking of outlandish microphone bullshit. The second match we're covering today is uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Mr. Kennedy. It uh, is from the uh, SmackDown that was taped on November 8th, 2005, but it aired November 11th, 2005 at the Conseco Fieldhouse. Boy, talk about a juiced up place, huh? Uh, In Indianapolis, Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) It was a match length of basically five minutes. I mean, let's be real here. This wasn't that much. But the show rating was a two point seven. But hey, you know, how did we get there? <laughs> There's a what a match for the
6: team at Survivor Series. It's a Survivor Series. Teddy Long said, yeah, Teddy Long said that they were gonna have matches and whoever won was gonna be part of the Survivor Series, and that's
2: where we got. All
3: right. There's not always gonna
2: be a build to uh to a regular weekly match. So what were you gonna say, Adam?
3: I lost that match on purpose. That way I don't have to go to Survivor Series. Well, there's
2: a question for you, right, about about three-quarters of the way down on this page for just about something like that. So just <laughs> hang on there, buddy. Hang on there. Uh, so just so everybody knows, I mean, I, I'm speaking for Mike. If I'm wrong, Mike, let me know. The reason this match is picked, is this is Eddie's last match. All right. Uh, before he passed on. So that that was – and I don't think anybody's ever really covered it before. Uh, so that uh, – you know, Mike just thought we'd do something different, you know, as this was his last match uh, at, before he passed on. So uh, we have Mr. Kennedy kicks the ring announcer out of the ring and does his own introduction. Coach, what did you think of this?
0: I don't know how to do it. I don't have the voice anymore for it. Mr. How do you do it?
3: Mr. Wow. I love you.
5: <laughs> I love this. Kennedy! I like <laughs>
0: Yeah, right. saying, we're all
1: jackasses on the mic, and it comes to this jackass literally on the mic, and we all just, you know, stage fright. <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> no, it, no it's, it's definitely catchy, but to me, that's all he had his whole career. So,
2: any uh, entrance this time, Devin, compared to last time? What did you think? Uh,
4: I liked it. Uh, this time it was actually after his heel run, so he was back to this music uh after he currently had a different music for a little while so it was
2: kind of it was kind of recently uh changed his gimmick what did you think of it mike did you like it better or worse than the you like it better than the last one
6: um no i like him driving out the car well he was in the car on both oh yeah that's right this one he was um no no I guess I'm oh man,
2: I. No, no, no,
6: no! Because I was when I was doing his bio, I was reading because he stopped coming out with the car for a little bit, and that's what I was thinking right there. I think I passed forward to the entrance on this.
2: That's when he turned heel
6: and came out to the right. right when the he turned heel came out. All
2: right, so I, I had to talk about the advertisements here too. We have AutoZone. <laughs> what What do you got yeah, in the zone? In the didn't they have something
1: on the windshield too the car, like? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember now. Auto, auto, something like it was a website, like on the window. I, I think it was
2: audio something.
1: Yeah, yeah there was some advertising I I going on on this.
2: <laughs> yeah. So but then the, the real commercials were like uh, brought to you by AutoZone, Jack, uh, Jack's specific, whatever that is. They made and, figures. Um, okay, and then you have Harry Potter. Devin, who's your favorite Harry Potter? Guy, because we know you grew up with this bullshit. Right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs>
0: here it is. I, I guess it'd know. have to
2: be Hermione. Oh,
5: okay. she's
4: the
0: best. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> she it's was a whore. <laughs> it's the girl. Would she ever be? She was with both of them. Harry Ron. <laughs> hmm. So,
2: Adam. Probably right?
6: more ways than one.
2: <laughs> we have a team qualifying match here. Uh, have you ever been part of a match similar to Survivor Series? No, hell no. Okay, good answer. Um
3: <laughs> uh James, You, gotta, think, you gotta you gotta think this is <laughs> oh southern wrestling shit. We're lucky to get ten wrestlers in the in the damn locker room to come out to have a match. <laughs> Five of us together on the same side, no, you guys go in trouble, buddy.
2: Well, that's what the whole idea of the of the Survivor Series match is. You always have some dissension within within the
3: group, right? But but you the, those southern wrestlers, you always got this big huge guy that doesn't understand the middle of the ring, and then you got the two of the two or three of the work the younger worker guys that does everything for the big everything. guy. And then you got the one guy that thinks he shows his dominance because he's the lead heel. heal. And you got some other dumbass that just found out in the crowd. So yeah, that's a hell of a Survivor Series to me. That's an Alabama Survivor Series.
4: Evans, you have some. If the six of us were a Survivor Series team, who would be the last man standing?
1: Mm. Who's got Pokes. the better
4: cardio? Cricket, cricket, cricket.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'd be first eliminated. I'll take it.
2: Well, oh, I got, re- I got really good cardio. The other I'm team would get ganged up on sure. you and definitely eliminate <laughs> you right. first. <laughs> I got good cardio. That do not mean shit. <laughs> I'm getting punched in the head. Yeah. And then, you know? Um, who was, who's on the announce team, James? Are we going to go Whoa, two for two?
1: <laughs> here we go. Taz and Michael Cole. How many Oh, Zs? my gosh, What a surprise. How many Zs? Who knows? <laughs> but they, so, uh, oh. they definitely uh, couldn't really tell the story <laughs> because there wasn't much story to tell on this one.
2: Nah. You got Mr. Kennedy yelling, get him off me. I thought that was an interesting spot. We had the handshake, Adam. The handshake and then the smack, so... How many times have we gone through this about the uh, shaking hands in the ring? All right, I said it. All right, poke of the eyes by Eddie. Again, does he have flair in mind with using some of these antics, Coach?
0: Do I have a problem with it? No, I don't. No, does
2: he, does he, does he, you think he takes after flair? you think he, oh, he is more okay.
0: after flair? I think he takes more after the flair and and pomp and circumstance he was raised in in the luchador culture whether he was in el paso or juarez or wherever that's what he was raised around and and being flamboyant and you know outgoing and really animated that's part of that i think rick flair is definitely uh in that vein but eddie was a different kind eddie was like kind of hood kind of like get you where rick flair was more classy kind of gets you it just had a different vibe to it but so it, then, i yeah go ahead
2: so then um you know how how does he get away to continue to be a baby face with this
0: well i think the culture during that time again i keep talking about culture but that's what drives storylines was that kind of chill low rider uh in the 90s the popular music back then was snoop so it kind of had that vibe to it and uh, he was just cool. And uh, I think the cool factor goes a long way. I mean,
3: he, he everybody likes cool, too. whether
0: you're a good guy or a bad guy.
3: He includes the crowd too. Like when right before he does something, he look at the crowd and like get them involved, get them in, into it with him. Right. And I think that just that little gesture out right there, just adding them in it, makes a world of difference.
6: And he did stuff like that no matter what, heel or face his yeah. whole time. He would yeah. always and do he, those he, cheap little Pops. pops.
3: I was behind them when they did it, too. So, all right. I listened to,
2: um, on ad-free shows, I listened to this thing called In Depth, okay? And it had um, Dominic D'Angelo as a host, and it has, um, I can't think of Tom DeShans DeShans And Tom DeShans called Macho Man, I, I thought this was, this is nerd shit, man, for us. <laughs> he, he called Macho Man what's called a flat character. And what that means is whether he, he was heel or babyface, he never really changed who he was. Where a round character actually changes into something else. But even with, whether like Macho Man was a heel or babyface, he was the same. Would you consider that the same for Eddie?
6: I would. Like I said, and I, that's his set too. He would do the same thing there. He'd come out and he would be the same person no matter what. Just depending on if the pains booed him and cheered him.
2: Again, I highly recommend that show for all you wrestling nerds out there that just like to get in depth about absolute nonsense like we do. Very, very good.
0: Uh, so and, then. Didn't they just come out with the NWO show? I I
2: believe it was either just came out or is about yeah, to come out. I most, that out I'm, I'm three weeks behind, man. You know, I got to do this show. I have a, I have a family. I, right. I, there's 27 podcasts a day. I mean, w- what am I? Yeah. <laughs> so, Anyway, um, so Eddie does the three amigos again or tries to, but it's blocked again, Adam. Is this good for the match psychology?
3: Depends when they do it in the match. Now, if it's something... In the beginning of the match, I can see why they'd want to block it because they're still kind of fresh. But if, if this is something that he just wants to do every match, it needs to be towards the end. If they're doing it at the beginning, I can see why he would, because he, you know, he'd be expecting it.
2: So Eddie throws Kennedy in the corner and knocks out Charles Robinson, little Nate, and then Eddie smiles like, all right, it's, this is the match again. Gets the chair. At this point, Between the both matches, Mike, we have three ref bumps. Is this why you're picking all these matches? (laughs) Yes, I
6: love the ref bump. (laughs) Love it when they hurt.
2: All right, so then we have Eddie um, with the chair, throws it to Mr. Kennedy, goes down. James, is this just classic Eddie bullshit here or what? Well, I I mean, if you uh, like how Adam was
1: saying how he plays to the crowd, the hard cam gets perfect on him, and you just see a little smirk he does. And then that crowd just like what you know, they get all pumped for it. they know what's coming. Like, well, they they may not know what's coming because it looks like he's gonna chair shot. Then when the ref starts coming around, of course, the bam and the pass. That's I mean, that's classic. And even on commentary, they're like, That's vintage Eddie Guerrero, you know. Like, I, I mean Paul just...
3: Roma here was laughing their ass off. I mean, it's, all of them yeah, clapping and laughing their ass
1: off. It's that shit, man. Play the hits,
3: and so... the little thing Eddie does when you see him stand up, he's laughing. At Kennedy, he's like, Oh, yeah, my head. Then he goes back to like, Oh, settling his head. He's like, Oh, yeah, I forgot, I gotta sell my head. Just that little stuff, man. Just it makes it awesome.
2: Devin, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, no, boys I just smile. kind of liked it as well. Yeah, however, DQ, our second DQ of the night, Mike, right? All mm. right, Kyle. that was no, not playing, DQs, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So Kennedy hits Eddie with a chair. And like we said before, this is Eddie's last match. Um, was the match too quick? I, I was going to ask this, but I mean, it's just a regular TV show. Like, huh. this isn't a pay-per-view or anything like that. Uh, yeah, this
1: is I out of context to make that, like, judgment. Like, this is taking this way out of context. You
0: never know where they were going with this. Correct. What, did, what were you going to say, Coach? Well, I, I did a little research on this uh, <laughs> match. I want to uh, credit Chris Van Bleet. He did a great interview with Mr. Kennedy and I listened to the uh, portion that dealt with Eddie. Listen to this, after this match, Eddie, Mr. Kennedy, and Chris Benoit all went out to dinner at a steakhouse after this match. And then they all went their separate ways and the next day they found out. But imagine sitting at that dinner table. You're with Eddie, Chris Benoit, and you. He didn't tell many stories about it. He just said, we had dinner together the night before he passed. They talked about the match. He said he was real nervous. That's why he kept grabbing the ropes, and that's why they had a lot of holding moves, because Eddie had to talk him through a lot of the stuff.
2: James, where was this again?
0: Indianapolis,
2: Indiana. Okay, I was just curious. Um, yeah. that's I, quite, Coach. Were- I appreciate that info. Yeah.
6: I got nothing too. I watched um, the Monday Night Raw after this one, the Eddie Tribute. And I think it was John Cena might be wrong on that one. But he said that Eddie was in the back when he was in backstage. You can tell he was always hurting. He just wasn't himself all the time. But as soon as he went through those ropes, like it cut off. Could you tell anything was going on with him being in that ring? Like he was hurting in any kind of way or having a hard time or anything? No, not
3: me. If you know what to look for, you could kind of see it.
2: You can see it, Adam. Nice, no,
3: just, just little stuff, you know. Like when he gets when he gets ready to do the suplexes or something, you see a little extra grunt, a little extra stutter step. Uh when he goes off the top rope, maybe he didn't jump as high, just you know, just a little stuff. But he was the ultimate fucking worker, man. God he was so good. His so I just want to throw this
2: throw this out there. Um we can do twenty-seven 27- episodes on Eddie Guerrero I don't think this will be our last time so even though we just did these two matches you know I can see us doing a lot of Eddie matches down the road as wrestling fans you know everybody is is an Eddie fan so anyway I don't anybody have anything they'd like to add to this match I appreciate the extra commentary at the end there coach and I I don't know why you're laughing at me but
0: Oh, no, I'm not oh. laughing at you. Oh, yeah, uh, sure, whatever. I, yeah, no, <laughs> no. Her here, here, you want a shout-out? Like this is a text from Anthony Pyrus telling, them, telling me about where him and his wife went yesterday to spice up their life. If you want to find out more, ask Anthony Pyrus. That's <laughs> what yeah, popped good. me. I'm
2: good. Uh, I'm good. I'm sorry I asked. Uh, <laughs> back to you, James. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Spicy, huh? I can't make this shit up
1: well well uh you know good stuff uh well mike uh, do you want any like closing things on the you know eddie like you picked these matches so anything well i
6: mean kind of like what brad was saying this definitely is in our last eddie grove matches or anything um i just thought eddie was he was different in the ring he was unique one of a kind mm-hmm. and that's one reason why i wanted to do eddie guerrero and you know that jbl match was a gusher match, and the last one, you know, at the time we didn't know was that. So a lot of people didn't see that match. So that was another reason why I didn't watch it live. So that's another reason why I wanted to throw that one in there, just so you can see his final hurrah, his final goodbye.
4: I didn't realize before you picked this match, Eddie Guerrero's final matchup was on my eighth birthday.
2: Wow. Such an asshole, awesome. You're just such well, an asshole. We get I didn't mean it, to you say young, it like that, but right? it, was like, it was just kind of like a shock to me. Like, uh, yeah. I was only
4: eight years old when he passed away, <coughs> and I've watched hundreds of Eddie Guerrero matches. Like I'm only 24, and he's meant a lot to me in my professional wrestling like fandom. So
2: well, I really it. think
4: that we should have honored him greatly in this episode today.
0: I'm glad you feel that way, Devin. <laughs>
2: Coach is such an asshole to Devin.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to sleep in the hallway, probably.
2: Ah, no. You're sleeping in a room, pal. <laughs> I don't know why I got so
0: excited there.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Nah>.
4: <laughs> Maybe, Maybe I should
0: sleep in the hallway. <laughs> because we're going to be making clips, right, Devin? hey Um. <laughs> anyway.
2: All right,
1: so what's next on the...
4: Uh,
2: got <laughs> so <I guess> so, <laughs> we weird.
1: You know, anybody uh, got any remaining topics they'd like to discuss Uh, with our fans?
3: Listen listen here, I ran across this one just now. How how about a cowboy walks into a German car dealership, he (laughs) he says, Audi, 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 Audi.
2: There it is. Audi. Waka, waka, waka. (laughs) I wanted to do one of those jokes, Adam, because you never read mine that I send you.
3: That's the The, one you sent me.
2: Oh, maybe I did. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I want to I do one that I've been telling all week. All right. Heck yeah, do it. Where the hell is it, Adam? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Call in the text messages you sent me.
2: Oh, man. No.
1: Shit, you are. Right. We uh, Always the most professional podcast
2: you listen to. I've
3: sitting here looking at him. I'm just waiting on him. All
2: right, yeah, never does. mind. I don't know what it is.
3: Watch I mean, we could have... Do we Here's have any questions question. that we need to get There to? are no yeah. questions.
2: No questions this week. Wow. Everybody Here, Brad, I found this. it. I found
3: the one that which, you like.
2: You know which one I like, Adam. Come on, baby.
3: Why, why can't bicycles stand up on their own? Fuck, that ain't the one. Because they <laughs> tired.
2: All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, there were no questions this week, James, because no one cares. I'll be damned. Well, Probably good not. stuff. So uh, I guess... If you guys uh, do have any comments,
3: you can always leave
1: a five-star review and let us know. Oh, we got
3: one?
2: You got one? Uh, You found it? Is it going to be wrong again?
3: Why couldn't the green pepper practice archery? Why is that? Because it didn't have an arrow.
2: Yeah. Uh. All right, so here's the one I really wanted to read. All right. (laughs) A priest, a rabbit, and a minister (laughs) walked into a bar. The bartender asked the rabbit, what do y'all have? The rabbit says, "I don't know. I'm only here because of autocorrect." Oh! <laughs> I freaking love it.
0: <laughs>
2: welcome, to, will, welcome gotta... to my crib.
0: Yeah. Welcome to my backyard. <laughs> come on through anytime you want. The lifestyles
1: like... of Coach Rosie. To jump on the trampoline. Trampoline party. I say trampoline.
0: Yep. The trampoline and the dice come in handy. Okay. We go live
1: on vacation to Coach Rosie's house. Look yeah, at it's on, <laughs> the the uh, landscape. Yeah.
0: It's like a jungle. Yeah. No hair, no flare. <laughs> right. <laughs>
3: oh, hello. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's really right. We all did that, later come up on the screen. So
1: Adam, <laughs> Adam just watches bro. the show.
3: Anyone
1: walk a walker walker for us?
0: That's a lot of jokes today. Here, actually, I did. I did get a question. Oh, um, this question is from John Hickson, and he asked, after hearing what Matt Hardy said about fans of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, what does the Kickout Crew think? Did any of you guys hear what Matt Hardy's uh, statement was about the Young Bucks and yeah, Kenny Omega uh, and fans?
1: What was it like, fucking morons? If we don't, yeah, we you don't like
0: them. Something.
6: Um, I like their, like I said, I, I don't like them personally, but I like their in ring work, so, and I well, see where he's coming from. They, they are they heels, and
1: I boo them as such, so I, they're over as heels in my book, because I boo them every time I see them. So, I mean, they're good enough to where they, they are the heel that I boo, you know, if you get what I'm trying to say. I but love I the elite. You'd be like, oh my god, they wrestle so good, oh man, because I think you should boo the heel. I'm not going to be like, you know what? I hate those guys, but goddamn, they're good. Like, I mean, because I grew up a fan of the Spurs when the Lakers and uh, Kobe were like making their run with both uh, Powell and with Shaq. And my thing is, I did respect Kobe's, uh, you know, skill, obviously, because he's good, but I'm not going to cheer for the guy like ever, you know? So it's kind of one of those things like, yeah, I get that they're good, but that doesn't mean I have to, I have to like them. Go fuck yourself, you know? Sorry, that's how I feel about that. Well, at least you have an answer. Yeah, I mean, I respect their talent, but that doesn't mean I have to be like, well, you know, they are bad guys, but I'm going to cheer them because, you know, they have a lot of talent. No, they're fucking heels. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know, because I heard uh, Alba say some things, and I kind of was like, yeah, you can respect them and still boo them, you know? It's what heels are.
2: Correct. I agree. I 100% agree. 100% agree with that. You can still boo them just because yeah. they're talented. Uh, they're heels. You're supposed to boo
4: them. I love the elite, but I agree with that. That if they're heels, you shouldn't like them. You shouldn't yeah. want to root for
1: them.
3: They are heels. I root, for, now?
2: Moments. I root for moments from heels. We know Devin loves
1: them. He's probably going to write a fucking, you know, An essay what bucks? What, what's your suck off the Young Bucks uh, segment today? Go for it. Devin, you're up. <laughs> Just <suck> it,
3: Devin.
1: <laughs> I know you I thought, like the...
2: I thought you said Ed. <laughs> Devin. That
3: was last week.
2: <laughs> right. Ed does not like the Young Bucks. We know that.
3: Ed doesn't like anything.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, the Young Bucks, the Elite
3: Memphis wrestling,
4: all of them. I love them all. Kenny Omega's back in AEW. It's fantastic. It feels great.
1: Yeah, and at the time we're recording this, that card sucks. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how uh, you know this is going to age, but. <laughs> As of right now, looking really forward to All Out. Glad I spent a fuckload of money on those
0: tickets. I didn't spend shit. I haven't bought them yet because I know I'm going to get them cheap.
1: There they are.
0: Hey, but I got got another shout out. I got another shout out here. Mm -hmm. This is a big week for Money Mike. It's his first week as a teacher. Uh, I think school starts this week at St. Bonaventure where he's a first year college professor. Go Go Boners. Yeah, so I want to uh, throw that out. Money Mike, congratulations. Live your dream. And uh, teaching is a noble profession. Best decision I ever made. So on behalf of the Kickout crew, good luck, pal. Yeah, I also got something negative
2: to say about Money Mike. I <laughs> Great job with your job, pal. But listen, when you ask a question four days after the episode came out, we are not going to get to it. All right? Can we pay attention? I understand you got your lesson plans you're putting together. But you used to be on, you're the first guy always on uh, mailbag monday first guy was either you, 3 to day, 4 days late on our question you saw the dates come on dude well, see you, famous. See, you.
0: see you friday he see you friday he's, see not he's, he's not coming he's not coming what? What? he's not coming no he's got school stuff wow. yep yeah.
2: oh that blows. mike and brad have this heat. For nothing then this is nothing. no we don't i was I was setting this. I up. will say
1: teaching is such a good <laughs> profession that a coach is getting out of it. So <laughs> you yeah. know, take those words
2: with what you will. Well, By I've the way, been doing shout out to Coach. Years. Shout yeah. out to Coach for his forced mor- mortgage sale.
0: Yeah, Damn. thank you. Great Woo. job, buddy. And more importantly, my son went off to school. So we, we yep. dropped him off a couple of days ago. That was bittersweet.
2: That's most certainly is. Most certainly is.
0: So oh, I have this bullshit segment that I wrote uh, here.
2: James.
1: Hang yeah, on, check, that's a
2: good transition.
3: Check the date today. Nine months from now, Coach is gonna be a granddad.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him, but let, I mean, let, let, he let's knows let's how to put the a grandparent rubber. shit out of this. hey, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, we're good.
2: I wrote this thing, James. I don't know if I want to do it now uh, because I'm trying to replace Mary Kill, and uh, well, not permanently, pal. You're gonna have sex with the guy again for sure. <laughs> <laughs> With or without the F Mary kill. All right. So you know, my promise is you can't keep but, so I, I, I did this thing called just a minute. And what I'm gonna what I do is there's all these topics and you guys have to talk for a minute on it. And I time it. And it it's supposed to be funny, but I don't know. That sounds better. It sounds better seat. if we're all really drunk, if mm-hmm. you know what I'll, I mean. I'll, we're do not. It. I'll
0: do it. I'm creative.
2: All right. So I'm timing you, coach. So let me get my uh, trusty stopwatch here. Is it and, on your wristwatch? Ah, let's, whatever. I'm just going to use my phone. Yeah, the so wrist what I write for Coach watch? here. Coach. So just a minute for Coach. I wrote down,
0: going to the gym. Start. Wait, now, is this a positive story or it's just any story? I don't give a shit. Going to the gym. All right. Um, last week, a friend of mine and I went to the gym, and boy, we had one epic experience. We got on the chest press machine and all of a sudden I look up and his dog balls are hanging down in front of my face. I'm like, listen, buddy, you can't put some draws on. I don't want to stare up at your dog balls. So he goes fine. And he goes back to the locker room. Well, I need to continue my lift. So I go to the next person that wants to uh, spot me. And I said, hey, buddy, you want to spot me? (laughs) He says, sure. Comes on over. And then I do it. And all of a sudden he turns into a werewolf. So I'm like, you know what? Screw this gym. So I walked outside and went to the Starbucks next door and they had a flyer about this gym down the street. So I was like, you know what? I still need to work on my legs because I can't skip a leg day. So I went down to that gym down the street because it had a free visitor pass. So I walk in there and all of a sudden I see Brad Pitt. I see John Travolta. I see Lawrence Fishburne. And I'm thinking to myself, this is one classy joint, except it's missing one important person, Richard Simmons. I went to this gym because it was a Richard Simmons gym. He hasn't even been in public in seven years, but I was able to get my leg day in. I was able to do it with Chris Helmsworth and all was well in the world in Phoenix. I don't know what happened to my friend, but hopefully he's worn underwear today. And coach, look at this guy going two minutes. By the way, <laughs> two awesome. minutes.
3: All right, Mike, you're up. Is there any reason why that sounded like that's already happened, and he's just <laughs> kind of going over what happened because that sounded too good. Right,
0: I think it, I think part of it might have happened in high school.
4: do
3: the oldies, baby.
0: They had a tea bag. Mike, ready?
2: Um, yes. How to make? How to cook eggs? Go. How to cook eggs? Well, how,
6: how do you want to cook eggs? You can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I've done microwave eggs. Microwaves are pretty easy. You can do scrambled microwave eggs. That's real easy, too. You take them, put them in a little bowl, put them in for 15 seconds. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five. <laughs> you know, uh, take them out, oh, scramble them up some, yeah, put them back in there. Um, I've done smoked eggs. You can take some. You let them soak in vinegar for about a minute or two, um, not too long because it eats the shell. So you don't want to do it too long. thumb on the smoker for a while. And you go get some smoked eggs. You can boil eggs. Um, you got um, deviled eggs. You got an egg fried sandwich or egg fried bologna sandwich, or egg fried Bumble, tomato what sandwich.
1: Gump is happening right now? <laughs>
6: yeah, I don't know if I'm trying <laughs> to go for eggs. All right, like uh, so you're you off the hook. Story. You're off the
1: hook. You're off the hook. You got poached eggs, guys. Great <laughs> the day best go. part
3: is is counting. It's counting during that eggs over easy, eggs over medium.
1: I wish you would have counted all the way to fifteen. Be like,
6: tear
2: <laughs> it and put it back in for thirty.
6: Twenty nine. I was I was, gonna, I was thinking. I
2: was thinking. Devin, This has to be a really easy one for you. All, all right? right, because it was probably only a few years ago. A birthday party from when you were a child.
4: Go. All right, so I actually had this big birthday party when I was in eighth grade. I invited like 15 or 16 of my classmates over. My mom literally told me I could invite five, so I invited the entire football team. So they're all coming crashing at my house. We don't have enough pizza for everyone. We don't have enough sodas. We don't have anything, because my mom said five kids can come over. So we end up having to run to the store. And uh, it's about uh, about three miles away because I used to live out of town. So all 15 of us walk to the store, buy a bunch of chips, buy a bunch of food, snacks. We walk all the way back. Uh, I actually had these two like two or three mats that were outside, and that night we all threw on MMA gloves and we're brawling on the mats, trying to match up guys to the right size with each other. Oh, uh, it was a hell of a party! It was one of my favorite birthdays, and Hi. I actually had a hey. uh, cake shoved in my mouth and in my face by one of the one of my friends, Andy French, at the time. Shout out to him. I haven't seen him in at like. the time, did he change? Five his years. Up. The, no, his name's still Andy French. <laughs> Coach right.
0: isn't
2: wrong, but. Locked up. You are good. Woo! Oh. <laughs> James, cheating on a test in school. Go. How dare you?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> it depends what subject down. it is, and there are times where. I'm not going to say I was the most honest student. I did get caught for plagiarism. Uh, but, I mean, copy-paste, you know, come on. But uh, I would say cheating on a test, depending on the subject, but if you can get away with it and not get caught, it is what it is. And if people get jealous about that, why, I mean, then you do it or study and you do better. I don't know. Don't let the actions of others affect your, uh, you know, your shit, I guess is what they say. Cheating on a test. That was the dumbest, way. Like, cheating on test. you go
0: with the education topic to me yeah ask. i got i got a good story this is <laughs> one i did but i what won't name? take very long it was an astronomy class at arizona state and it said we had to map the sun from uh sunrise to sunset over 30 days i fucking turned it in and i never went and i had the, i just said okay sun here whatever whatever but i had the, the sun setting in the east and rising in the west then the teacher goes, Boy, ask me. She goes, You got the direction wrong, you failed. You obviously didn't look. I was like, No, I didn't. I'm dyslexic. All of a sudden, she goes, Okay, I'll let you pass. <laughs> True story. I had to come up with a quick, I'm dyslexic. All right, Adam,
2: you're the last one, and I know you can do this because I feel like you're made for this kind of stuff. A guilty pleasure, go. Ooh.
3: Ah, uh, see now it depends on what you mean exactly oh, about no. guilty pleasure.
2: Oh
1: because, no! Because
3: no. I mean, if we're talking about just me sitting in the house, I don't mind watching like a decent, you know, wrestling match. You know, you know, get my stuff kind of sharpened. No, I don't get my iron sharpened, iron. I want to get my names and my moves, you know, like Excalibur. Or if we my want guilty pleasures, like okay, well it's nighttime and you know you get your phone out. And everybody's got a what do they call them? What do the single guys call them? Right. Faithful. That's what they call her. They call her old faithful. So you get a gift the person going. You know, you, you got your movie, whatever. Scroll through your phone. Yep. And there she is, old faithful boy. You know, good and well. When you call her, she's coming, and she and she coming right in. So and she always brings snacks or something like that because all the big girls bring snacks.
2: Right.
3: And they bring the best snacks.
2: Oh, she's a big girl. No, it was exactly a minute. That is really impressive. Oh, Did James, oh. I offend you? Did I offend you, James? Can we give you a different one?
1: No, I think I believe me. I think I'm gonna have plenty of rambling minutes on this show. <laughs>
2: because I could have just said video, I said video games. I could have said video games, and we would have been oh, here. Oh, for- the fat guy definitely knows about the video games. Wait, wait, wait! Fat guy, bullshit! Don't give me that. You'll start text us an entire day because you're playing video games, pal.
1: <laughs> last night, I did not even go to the bar. I was listening to Every Show's podcast, and fucking, I bet you, I played Grand Theft Auto probably seven straight hours last night.
2: Sometimes when I we have the ninety-three messages in our chain like we did yesterday, and we don't hear from James one. I was at I'll- work. I get off work and I click on it. And I'm like
1: ninety-three. <laughs> like fuck, it's noon. <laughs> it, was, it
2: was a lot. I was, I'll, I'll, I'll check in with you sometimes. Hey James, you all right? Oh, yeah, during the week.
3: During the week, it's usually Mike or Brad at like 6 a.m. We're like, oh, are they fucking talking already? Oh, well, because I'm getting my shit ready out here. Ding.
1: I will say Mondays are usually my dead to the world day.
2: Yeah, you are. You are. You, you, we had this great day today, and then that's it. We'll see you yeah. Wednesday. We'll I'm been out of it. We'll see you Wednesday right, Wednesday right <laughs> before Dynamite. <laughs> right before Dynamite, all of a sudden. Yeah. A yeah.
1: <laughs> and I will be Zooming tonight, <laughs> you know.
6: Boom. I ain't gonna. I put y'all on mute some days.
1: I have it on mute all the time because I can't have it going off at work like that. Oh,
3: I have the notification. Yeah. it's kind of oh, like all a. I boop. <laughs> I all right, guys. have is my regular notification. It's just like, doop. That way, that way I know what y'all.
1: So now oh. it's, it's time to get demographic with Devin.
3: So I hope all you guys like right.
2: that. I hope that was all right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Devin, go. That worked.
3: I, I, loved, it. I loved it. I, I loved awesome it. I like it. Awesome cheating story.
0: Next time, I'll tell a real one.
3: <laughs> well, that's I thought cool. we were making 24. up fake ones.
0: I thought I got that was creative
3: with mine. So give me two minutes. I'll, I'll tell you real quick.
6: I was just trying to be like, I am in bed in the last 60 seconds. But
3: yeah. I had I had two Spanish classes. You know, one for each year, uh, sophomore, <laughs> you know, freshman, sophomore year. And I don't know shit about Spanish. I know the numbers and a couple of other bad words I don't need to say. But, uh, you know, back when I was in high school, they had the tape recorders. And you could actually record on these cassette tapes. You can actually record the words and the meanings. You can record yourself saying them. And so this is back before they had Bluetooth speakers. So I would put the uh, the tape player with all my words I just recorded on the on the tape. I put it on the inside pocket of my jacket, and I would run that speaker wire through my shirt, through my sleeve, and I'd sit in class like this. Write down my answers. Listen to myself tell me what the meanings are. I write down all the damn answers. And so April rolls around and she's like, why you got a jacket on? Yeah, It got a little weird then because, you know, April May wearing a jacket in Alabama. Looks funny. <laughs> There's some cassette tapes and things, you know, the players were yay big and like that thick. So if you wore a small jacket, it stuck out right here. So I had to wear the big puffy-ass jacket. Like the Cowboys jackets or the... Basketball jackets, yeah, the starter jackets. Yeah, the starter ones. That's right. And you run this, you run the wire through here, and it was it fit your palm perfectly. And you just sit right there at the desk.
1: <laughs> Gracias, Adam. i done all your D-Mate. There it is.
4: All Come right. On. So speaking of those starter jackets, Adam. Oh Lord, I've had a couple of those throughout the years. A uh, couple hanging on my wall, actually in the basement right now. <gasps> For my Devin's demographic of the week, it's about the team on those starter jackets, uh, my San Francisco 49ers. It. I and knew, exactly I knew week, he was buttering this up. <laughs> exactly one week after our podcast drops. The NFL football season will be starting. So you guys claim your teams. Everyone ready? I'm You're damn right. Football. We're ready,
1: baby. Been ready. It's our year. Again, for like 46, <laughs> now. Uh, I was in yep. third grade when they last won the Super Bowl. I'm almost forty, <laughs> so uh, let's go.
4: I've never been able to see my team win a Super Bowl. We've lost two while I've been alive. I went back and watched the old, you know, the old Super Bowls that we got to win. But
2: the rest yeah, I see you guys funny.
4: claim your teams. Tell me, tell me if you're ready or not.
2: I'm ready. Philadelphia oh, Eagles. I really oh did. For your God, Bowl. I hate both of y'all. They just happen to be the best team, probably of all time. The new England who's next?
1: Who, who likes the Packers next? Let's get all the Cowboys rivals out of the way. I mean, my God, the Packers are the Cowboys rivals. Oh, who aren't your rivals then? Not even well. Even when play. you're America's team and everybody hates you, I guess everybody's your rival.
2: Your rival or your rivals, are the Washington Redskins.
1: Uh, well, you raise Yeah, they're the Generals or the Commanders, whatever the <laughs> hell, hell they are. Red Hogs or something, yeah, right? Yeah, they should have won Red Hogs. Daniel Snyder is about to not on that team anyway, so we may be talking
2: something else. Coach, are you an Arizona Cardinal fan? No,
0: nope, I've been a Denver Broncos fan my entire life. It was past on. Let's ride. Right. Yeah, no, my dad was a Broncos fan. Uh, he went to school with the Bronco by the name of Craig Morton. I think he was a losing quarterback. To he the was. Cowboys he used to and, be uh, a yeah. Roger
1: Staubach uh, backup. They used to uh, switch out quarterbacks. They were known, right. They were famous for that.
0: So he knew him. So we just rooted for him as a kid. And I got to suffer through all the losses in the 80s and the 55 to 10 to the fucking 49ers.
2: (laughs) Uh, And I also got to be there for the drive and for the strip.
0: Yep. And uh, and I got to be there for uh, the Cam Newton one most recently. And hopefully, with the addition of Russell Wilson, a rental quarterback, like we did, we can win another one like we did with Peyton. So. And Russell Wilson's, uh, he's married to Sierra. So we're going to get a little spice in uh, Denver and, oh, yes. and, the Bron- and the Broncos were, bo- uh, were bought by Walmart. The Walmart mm-hmm. family owns the Broncos now. So I'm really excited about the future. They
2: own two NFL franchises. So Those jerseys are going to be half price.
0: <laughs> I don't care what okay. they are, as long as they put the best of the best on the field. And uh, who, who knows, we got an exciting new coach. He was the offensive coordinator for the Packers and I'm excited for the season. Courtland Sutton's going to have a huge year, so if you got a fantasy draft, take Courtland Sutton. He's going to have the DJ Metcalf-like numbers.
2: Supposed to freaking draft Thursday night. I'm like, what the freaking hell is that? <laughs>
6: <laughs> Mike, you and Adam, you guys both Falcons fans? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm not big on NFL. I'll watch it, but I'll go with the Falcons. And I like how James is still just holding up. Oh, his man, baby, kid. yeah. You want to
1: talk shit, we'll talk it, man. I got I got you. want to do my minute topic? Shit. I can do a 10 part series on this upcoming season talking shit about the
6: Cowboys.
3: I got about 20 examples of a lot of us in the NFL right there. Yeah,
6: I was about to say. <laughs> I know Adam's yeah, straight up I'm, a college fan. I'm more of a college fan in NFL, oh, but there is. The Cowboys,
2: of course, are college fans, you know?
3: We have to. We ain't got what the shit NFL team down here cheer for.
2: I'm a Notre Dame wow. Irish fan, but I'll be rooting for uh, West Virginia this Thursday in the uh, backyard brawl against Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> For sure.
1: And I don't know if any of you guys have seen shit, Desmond man. Howard's college football playoff picks, but that's a failed drug test what that fucking dude put up. That's all I'm saying.
3: i all not Notre Dame and West Virginia playing. Right. <laughs> Evan, do you guys
2: actually think you have a chance this year? The 49ers? Hell yeah. I think we
4: got a huge chance. re upped our defense. We got, we got two quarterbacks. Quarterback. Either Trey Lance or Jimmy G. Yeah, Trey Jimmy Lance is G- announced as G- the starter, but Jimmy G's still on the roster. So,
1: what what happens person. when Trey Lance throws his first bad pass of the season? Hello, drama! Yeah, it's going to be awesome.
3: He gets behind the center, throws you have another one. No
1: quarterbacks. Uh he'll be all right. You Guys, right. are like nine to six. Come
4: on right defense is stellar. Yeah, you defense up. is pumped. Defense is ready. and yeah, up. Be
2: pissed off, and he put up nine points.
4: You guys just started talking about college football, so that got me ready for Syracuse. They're starting this weekend against Clemson. Actually, I think I said the wrong. I can't remember who they're playing. Never mind. He
2: actually is an orangeman. We're just orange
4: now. It's not the play. orangeman anymore. It's just the big orange. Just orange. Yeah. Man, that's stupid too. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't choose it. Welcome. <laughs> nice one. <laughs>
1: gotta say. All right. But well, that was my Great <laughs> Yeah, you, you got James excited hey, for sure. And you know what goes well <laughs> with football? Some motherfucking uh, food. So, uh, Mike, what you got on the Meat Minute this week?
6: I got something I'm cooking tonight, nice and easy. It's going to me, ranch pork chops. What you going to do just get you a little bit of uh, ranch seasoning, put on them a little bit of maybe salt and pepper, throw them on the grill, cook them in an oven, however you want to cook it, fry them up.
5: <laughs> That's
1: it. <laughs> <laughs>
6: That's, it. Right. That's all you gotta do to it. There ain't nothing like special. To do last to. week
1: was like soak your chicken. <laughs> oh my god.
6: Well, those you you had to. This one you're not soaking it. You just put some ranch seasoning on it, salt, pepper, throw it on the grill. Was Mike's meat, 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I Brad made me do my minute earlier. Yeah, so. right. I, I, it I it had did. to talk about eggs.
3: <laughs> Mike only it has it two out.
1: minutes worth the seconds <laughs> in it, man. He did a bio on Eddie. He did his minute, and now he, he ran out of time for his. Uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> his bar told him uh, to make it quick.
2: That's good, Mike. Uh, next week.
6: <laughs> next week, we'll be in Chicago. Yeah, we Not need so.
1: material to post. So if you wanna be on the show, holler at us and we'll you know, shoot our clips. We'll all be in Chicago having fun, hanging out
2: at free well, shows. The more talk you come weekend. up to
3: us and tell us stuff to do, the more you'll be on the show. And That's true. Friday, That's
2: right. Friday we don't have anything starting for Top Guy till six. We're gonna be at the hotel, we're gonna be around. You guys gonna be around a little bit Thursday. I don't know how many people will be around then. There's gonna be plenty of time downtime at a bar, I have a feeling to have some yeah, I mean uh may try
1: to flick the bean on Friday. And then,
2: and then maybe go downtown and see that too. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like a good time uh, to just get involved with our show, oh, yeah. and know, and we had a good response from it. So uh, yeah. we we expect, we expect to really uh, put something nice together, and you know, a few minutes for everybody. And T Rob maybe... calling you
1: out. This is uh this is your time, T Rob. <laughs>
2: you it's, know, it's your show. Yeah, T Rob's not exactly. accepting this. It is your show. T Rob wants his, his wants your
3: his name is, and if your name is Eddie Prather, we're not going to Chicago this year.
2: Right,
1: I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we all yeah, say Rick that it's your Lincolnian show, we mean that. If we mean it is the fan show, it's a listener show, so if you want to be on your show, holla at us. We I'm have recording no all, all the jokes. I'm recording
3: yeah. all jokes.
1: The more y'all talk to us, the less we have to talk, so come on,
2: <laughs> you know? I would say bring your uh, kick-out crew shirt, but you're already there now, so don't. <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if you want a Kick-Out Crew shirt, you can find that link on our Twitter page or on our link tree. I believe it is bonfire.com slash Crew. Don't quote me on that. Just go to Bonfire and search Kick-Out Crew. You'll find it there. And we may have another uh, design coming up. Mm. Mm. Stay tuned.
2: Because it won't is your show. We'll take a brain surgeon for sure.
1: It is your show. <laughs> 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 no. Be your friend. Tell a friend. Yeah, it's next week.
3: Later all you know, the way live.
1: The Venga bus is coming and everybody's running.
3: Dun, 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 dun.
1: You know, we're, it's going to be party time. I'm excited. I can't, I can't freaking wait. Well, it looks like it's about that time. So, uh, once again, we are the kickout crew. You know, it's your show, you are the kickout crew also. We want to uh, thank you for uh, you know chiming in with another exciting journey. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Kickout Crew. Watch us on YouTube. Listen to the podcast, and, hey, just fucking hit us out. You know, we're cool guys, even Devin. You know, we're, <laughs> we're all Go good. Kid. But uh, I am James Corai You can see my name on the screen. I always say, like, if you know how to spell it, and then it's literally right there on the screen. So it's on the screen, <laughs> at James Elacori. And, uh, you know, that's enough of my shit. Uh, if you like our show, be a friend, tell a friend, you know. Uh, but enough about me. I'll kick it to uh you know Devin next because you're next on my screen. I'd rather get you out of the way in the first place. Mm-hmm. All
4: right. Well, this was another fun show again this week, guys. Uh shut up, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this was an excellent show. I really had a lot of fun. Eddie's, you know, the man. Uh, if you see us at Top Guy Weekend, come say hello, get on, get on the show, get an interview, take a picture. Or just keep know. walking. <laughs> but I am Devin D19. Add me on uh Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever you want. This was another fun show again this week, guys.
1: And uh Devin does our TikTok and Instagrams and stuff, so uh you know, follow us on there and maybe he'll post some. Who
5: knows? I've been I
1: <laughs> posted on Instagram,
0: TikTok, I gotta catch up on. But yeah, you do. <laughs> My there kid still is. is asking for videos. Said <laughs> Tell him subscribed. send me clips,
2: I'll upload Damn them. It. You're 24. You have this job for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) You wanted that job.
5: Yeah.
1: Thank you, Devin. Uh, (laughs) Shout out.
2: (laughs) And uh, I guess next on the mic is my man, Brad. Come on, Brad. Sing that song. I am Brad at YesManBrad on Twitter. Uh, This was a great show. This was fun. Uh, Looking forward to seeing everyone um, as this this drops. I will see you tomorrow. Uh, For those of us that are going to be at Top Gun Weekend, for my other fans, I appreciate you listening. For all of our fans, remember it's your show.
1: I like it. Brad, you're 100% correct. It is your show. I mean, you know, your show as in the fans, not Brad. <laughs> Host of <laughs> the show, Stan. <laughs> but uh, all right, next time I screen is Adam. Adam, take it away.
3: Oh, well, I'll... <laughs> later. I'll... You can
1: find him at Adam underscore from underscore favor. <laughs> He um, has two uh podcasts, ours and uh right. Top Guy Theater. He does Jesus. stuff, too. Pop <laughs> he's too good right now that I guess I have to. Hey, just send me whatever you want me to read next time, and we'll just
2: go. <laughs> it's, it's
3: Edge and Lita right here on SmackDown. Wow,
2: Edge uh, is hot, dude. Edge is <laughs> hot,
3: dude. She's wearing shoestrings for a top. <laughs>
2: All right, thanks, Adam. Nice. <laughs> yeah,
3: what James said, do that. Just do that.
1: There it is. <laughs> all right. And, uh, Mike,
6: uh, to you next. Well, you can find me at Whitaker1028, and so you can nice. also find me in Chicago. So, hope to see you all there. And come on up. Let's take pictures. Let's take a video. Let's do what we got to do. I
1: like it. And we all echo what he just said. We'll all be in Chicago. And, uh,
0: Rosie... You know, what you got for the people? I know a lot of people are traveling right now. It's Thursday morning. Rest up. Rest up, because this is going to be one of the best weekends you're going to ever have. So get your Zs right now, because it's on in like Donkey Kong this weekend. We got JR's After Hours. That's going to be off the chain. It's going to be just like um, that one time they all drank together. It was Eric, Tony, uh I forgot who the other ones, but Jr. but they're having that. That's going to be Saturday night. We got comedy shows. We got wrestling. This weekend has it all. All right? And to top it all off, we got All Out, and I'm going to make a prediction right here. Ricky Starks goes over as the uh, premier uh, shooting star after that, after All Out. Go Ricky Starks beat Powerhouse this weekend.
2: Oh, yeah. We're behind him for sure.
1: I can see that. That's, uh, that's actually a pretty good prediction. I kind of, I would like to see that come to fruition. I think, uh, it's about his time and maybe this will be his, uh, coming out party as I say, you know, maybe he will be going all out, but that's enough. Uh, I guess that's enough for us. Uh, thank you, uh, everybody listening. And, uh, like I said, you and us, we all are the kickout crew because when life gets us down, we kick out it too because that's what we all do cuz we're the kickout crew. Enjoyed it everybody. Thanks.
6: Peace.
5: Later.